Think about it. Everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on Uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white red land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? What's up, fam? What's up, fam? What's good? I hope all is well with you guys here today. Thanks for joining us here today, as you do always. Special guest here in the house today, David Whitehead, DW Truth Warrior in the house. I'm looking forward to hanging out with him. Here is his uh, Rockfin site. Check this out, man. A newer site, um, kind of attempting to replace the garbage that is YouTube, and it's pretty awesome. Check that out when you get time. I'll get that link to you guys there in chat. Check out uh, DWTruthWarrior.com. This is where you can find all of his information, podcasts, contact information, great interviews, the store, his blog, everything else. This man is on fire working his ass off trying to help save the world like the rest of us. Uh, you got to love it. Check out the Foxhole.app, which is currently having an issue on my end. I don't know why, but nonetheless, it's good because we are okay still live on Pilled, that, uh, Tiger Network, DLive, uh, Twitch, and uh, what else are we at? Cloud Hub. Yeah, that one. And the podcast will be up tonight after the show. So check that out when you get time. Also, the website has been revamped. The new logo is up. It's it's going to probably get changed every day. But nonetheless, the website's up. Check it out when you get time. You can find all of our information, how you can help us, how you can help spread the word, where our podcasts are, previous shows, great interviews, uh, and the rest is all located in one spot. The the new under construction newsletter is up. If you want to join that, once I get that finished under construction, we'll get that out to you guys in exclusive show content and a, he- uh, a heads up about what's coming up, where you can find us, Foxhole, YouTube. Nope, not on YouTube anymore. That's going down permanently. Screw them. They don't want me. I don't want them. That's fine. DLive, CloudHub, Tiger Network, and uh, many other places as well. The blog is on here, interview or discussions and topics of the day that are important. Finally, scroll down a little bit more. You can find out a little about me, my time in the Marine Corps, as well as where you can help. If you want to help keep the lights on, Cash App, Patreon, PayPal, at the very bottom is P.O. Box. And if you want to help keep the lights on in some way, the best way for me, honestly, is to help me keep my monthly expenses down to a, 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 you know, a, a green Get them out of the red. Help me get them out of the red into the green, and I would greatly appreciate that. Join the Patreon. Give me a little, five bucks a month coffee, and you can get access to our private Discord where you can get access to what's going on behind the scenes at the Brothers Uncensored Network. With that, I want to welcome my bro Joe into the house as well as uh, DW Truth Warrior. Let me get the screen set up for you guys on that front. Joe, what's good, brother? What's up, Patriots? Glad to be here. I see tons of people out there in Foxhole and in DLive. Kristen, Patricia, uh, I definitely see my brother Gary Flesner out there. Good to see you, brother. Trace, Texas girl, M. Rose, Trace777, good to see you. And everybody else out there, it's been a great week this man. Uh, in my opinion, this week has been a great week. Uh, I am fired up because it's Friday, 
and we have our brother dw truth warrior dw how are you doing today brother Ain't freedom grand boys. Welcome or uh, welcome. I'm used to hosting the show, right? I'm, I'm happy to be here. How about that? That's what I needed to say. I'm super happy to be here. Gentlemen, uh, loved the show that you guys did for me on my channel. I'm getting so much good feedback. Uh, you guys are already brothers. We had so many good chats off air on air. Um, love the show, love these platforms. Hello to everybody that's listening across all these platforms. I am super stoked and pumped up and ready to go. I really enjoyed our time on your channel, man. God was with me that night, and it just it just came flowing, man. And I love when that happens. I know you know what that's like when you, you just get on a roll and you just you don't want to stop. You wanted to just keep going. <laughs> it's it was one of those conversations, man, where it flowed like we we never talked. I mean, before that, we never talked. I mean, live, you know, and the conversation flowed great. I'm so glad to hear that there was positive feedback because. I mean, no offense, but if there's people that aren't awake and you can send that to somebody, somebody's going to grab something good out of that conversation. And I'm sure today is going to be the same way. Absolutely. No, I, I, I thoroughly am more committed now more than ever to talk to gentlemen like you, get on shows like this, uh, and support the push for freedom, truth, and justice. That's what I've been talking about. You know, everybody's what people want. We're sick and tired of being kicked around like animals on a farm. Uh, freedom is our birthright. Freedom is the ground of your being from a philosophical perspective, uh, from a religious perspective, however you want to look at it. And our governments right now, uh, under the guise of a threat, which is usually how they do it. And in fact, that's the only way they do it. Uh, they are taking away our freedoms. And I live in a country called Canada that I am more and more referring to as China because we're starting to resemble communist China more and more by the day. Um, it's just getting absolutely out of hand. But at the same time, I know that as the dark side, if you will, is, continues to show their hand, they are red pilling more people than I ever could or we ever could. Um, and they're basically falling on their own sword. So I've just been here documenting that process on my show. You guys have been doing the same um, and man, there's so many things we could get into, but wherever you want to start, yeah, let's man. Kick it. Um, well, first of all, there there are probably several out there. We have we have a very loyal audience, so you know the, the we have a group that kind of uh, moves between shows, and they always hop in here at some point. But there are probably people out there that aren't too familiar with you. I, to, and I, to be honest, I don't know really a whole lot about who David is. I mean, I know I, I read, I see your content. I I mean, I see you got. Look at this. I mean, let, let's talk about this for a minute. You've had, uh, let's see, uh, you had a Cult of Death um, of, and Power series a week ago that is extremely interesting, to say the least. That's on your, on your uh, Rockfin channel. You've had Canadians Arrested talking about uh, uh, maple syrup. Um, you've had great guests like uh, Dr. Carmen Bolter, and I'm just, I'm just kind of scanning through here. Uh, you know, Jim Maris and some of these names, like G. Edward Griffin, and some of these great names of, of, uh, of people who are just amazing to have great conversations about but tell me a little bit about yourself man what, what got you from like high school to where you're at now where you're in this kind of idea of just trying to uh, do citizen journalism what, what experiences in your life brought you to where you at today oh thanks for that um and thanks for doing the, the shout out to my content it's it's a labor of love um and it is it's hard work but i i love it it's necessary and it's it's therapeutic for myself let me put it that way um what was it? It wasn't one thing. It was a combination of things. Um, as far back as I can remember, I was always kind of the, I guess you'd say the rebellious one in the family. 
um, always asking questions, whether I was in Sunday school or church or school or with my friends or family, I was always the one asking those questions, getting people to sort of, you know, verify why they believe what they believe. And I was, I don't know what it was. I just had an inquiring mind. I had a deep uh, curiosity. And so my journey started at the age of nine, actually, um, where I saw this martial art performance at a local event. And it was these, you know, small little, you know, five foot, 130 pound karate guys that looked like giants on stage. Like they were just, they looked so good. And it's something about that, the spirit of it, where it was controlled, it was respectful, but it was so like powerful. And yeah. I, something about that as a kid, because I was a scrawny little kid, I was nine years old and I, I looked in awe at that. And so I kept asking my parents, you know, oh, I got to get into karate, got to get into karate. And uh, they said, you know, oh, it's at that time, they weren't as educated on it. So they're like, oh, it's, we don't want you to get in fights and it's too violent. And, you know, and I just kept doing it. So martial arts was the first attraction for me was I wanted to learn about the warrior ethos, the, the philosophy of it. I was watching all the stuff, Ninja Turtles. I was sneaking out and renting, you know, the rated R Van Damme movies when I was like 13 and uh, you know, Steven Seagal, Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee, you know, grew up around that. Yeah. So I grew up in a culture of being very interested in this, this idea of the warrior. And I think within that, I didn't know it then, but I know it now within that is really the role of the outsider, right? Cause what is the warrior class? Uh, Abe, you're a vet. Um, and I'm sure many vets are listening to this. It takes a very special kind of person to step outside the status quo and, and get involved in the, either the military or the police or uh, in the martial arts or anything like that. And you have to kind of be a, you have to be a certain type of person and you have to be uh, somebody that is looking to strengthen themselves. Right. And so that's where it started. And then I had a, I, I kept following that track and then was very interested in comparative religion, mythology, history, mysteries. I was always watching like X-Files and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, just, just, there was something about it that I'm like, the world is presenting us with this one seasoned way of looking at everything. And everybody I talk to teachers, priests, parents, friends, family, they're all just on one track. And something about that made me go, there's gotta be other explanations for this stuff. It can't just be one way. Yeah. And so I, that's what I started looking into. And then as I grew up, it became more about, uh, like I met my wife who's, uh, you know, we've been together for a long time. She's my soulmate. Um, and she had a political science and media studies degree. And so my world of coming from like philosophy, martial arts, history, religious studies, and blending that with her, like politics, media, something triggered in me. And I went on a, just a tear researching, you know, all these different things. Then nine 11 happened. And I'd have to say that was the one thing that kicked me and hasn't stopped ever since to just go, all right. I might not know exactly what happened, but I know that what they told us is complete and total bullshit. I know that <laughs> yeah. much. And I know they definitely used that event to do a bunch of other bullshit. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, that kind of kicked it off for me. And so I've been in this movement of what you would call alternative research. I like calling it respectively alternative research, alternative to the mainstream perspective. That is not that it's worse or better. It's just alternative. Uh, but they call us conspiracy theorists. They call us whatever they call us. It doesn't really matter. Um, and I was used to that. I was used to kind of getting picked on in school, uh, and, and all that. So I was like, oh, I can hang with this. And then all that confidence that I gained through years of martial arts, I, you know, I, 
eventually grew up and ran my own dojos. Um, I reached uh, all kinds of different degrees in various martial arts. I've trained in everything you can imagine. I've, you know, trained with mixed martial art fighters, boxers, karate guys, jujitsu guys. Do you have a preferred angle for, for um, mixed martial arts or, or in general? You know, I'm a Bruce Lee guy. So I go with uh, styles separate man, as he says. T- styles are what, uh, when you try to, it's like the old ph- philosophical statement. When you name me, you negate me, right? <laughs> so you don't name it. You, it's, a, it's a style with no style. It's the way of no way. Uh, that's what I believe. I believe in creating your own style. I believe that as a human being, you're constantly evolving, expressing, creating, you're making mistakes, and then you're building those mistakes, you're forging your own path. And eventually, um, once you learn all the basics, all this, the paint by numbers stuff that you're going to get from these different styles, I feel like the role of a true artist, which is what I think it is, martial arts, is to create their own expression of it, not to not to try to own it, not to try to make it theirs, but just to express it. So that's that's my preferred version of it. So that's a, that's all in a, a nutshell, it was a combination of that gotcha. with the alternative content. And I got into everything from ufology to politics, to conspiracy, to secret societies, to cults, to religion, to everything you can imagine. And I'm never stopping. This is, this is what I do now. <laughs> I, I love that, that um, people who don't want to allow themselves to, to think outside of the box, they, they, they regiment themselves and their thinking. They just instantly say, well, oh, that's just crazy conspiracy instead of actually just looking into it a little bit and seeing cults do exist in the world. You can choose, you can choose to ignore it. It's uh, they don't care. They're there. Um, what's a, what's a great foundation uh, for, uh, for mixed martial arts. If, if I have a, a young uh, son or daughter that's coming up in the world, what, what would you recommend as a foundation for, um, you know, for, for a, not just uh, a great, uh, you know, uh, skills as far as karate or mixed martial arts or, or Taekwondo or pick one, uh, not necessarily that, but what would you recommend a great foundation for somebody who wants to uh, look into the mixed martial arts world? I would say uh, jujitsu and wrestling would be a great way. Even though it's funny, I started the other way. I started with karate, boxing, kickboxing. I did half of my career in striking arts. I was traditionally more of a striking style, right? And I'll never forget the first time I got put on my back by a jujitsu guy. And I was like, what the hell? Why are we here? And he's like, well, you can't get out, get out, can you? So you better figure something out. So, and I feel like from a self-defense standpoint, especially when you're teaching children, and I've got a lot of experience teaching kids and training them for tournaments and all that kind of stuff. Um, jiu-jitsu is really good. See, wrestling has a sport culture. There's a certain culture around wrestling, although I'm in Canada, so I know it's wrestling's a lot bigger in the States. Sure. Um, and I love wrestling. I respect it as if you want to be a martial arts fighter in the cage and UFC, you need a wrestling background that's been proven again and again. Um, but in terms of a martial art, that's going to make you a better person, I think, and get the, if you go to the right place, right, you got to have the right, right instructors, the right team, but the philosophy of jujitsu um, whether it's Japanese jiu-jitsu or Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or now it's mostly a combination of both these days, you need to teach children uh, self-esteem. They need body awareness. They need to understand about their health. But at the same time, when it comes to actual combat, they need to understand range. They need to understand uh, the, the ability to basically take your opponent to places they're not used to being, um, how to stay safe. Um, so for me, jiu-jitsu just has so many different elements woven into it when you teach the real stuff. Yeah. And I've got degrees in both Japanese and Brazilian and there's wow. good on both sides. There's a self-defense style. There's the more competitive style. And when you blend those two together, 
I feel like it's powerful and it'll help your child with their, their development, their self-esteem, but also their literal ability to defend themselves and not to just go out and start elbow striking and knee striking yeah. people, but to defend themselves in a safe and humane way where a lot of times, you know, I've been in, in, in a bunch of fights where the, I, the guy got out of it without a scratch, but he was, a, you know, he was about to get choked out. And I didn't have to actually physically hurt the person. So I was able to control the fight better. So I feel like for kids, they're just on playgrounds and shit. People are pushing them around. You don't want to spin hook kick somebody and kill them with it. You want to, you know, take their back, bring yeah. them to the ground and put them in a position where they have to quit. And so for me, I think jujitsu is the way to start off for sure. Love it. I absolutely love the fact, uh, sorry, Abe, I absolutely love the fact that you mentioned like Bruce Lee and cause Abe and I, man, when we were kids, like we used to watch, you know, Enter the Dragon, all those like nice. over and over. And then we, you know, we'd, of course, uh, Seagal and um, just all those original kind of, um, I don't know what what you want to call them, but, uh, uh, you know, people that were on screen, original on screen, like <laughs> mixed were, martial artists. They brought yeah. art to the screen. Yeah. The OGs. Yeah. Yeah. And even just following, you know, all the way to, you know, even Brandon Lee, you know, and kind of following yeah. his career and stuff. Um, which was sad, of course, but um, just all that stuff. So the fact that you kind of mentioned that, I mean, I started to get all excited and started thinking about me and Abe when we were kids. And, you know, of course, after those shows, me and him would wrestle and fight and pretend like, you know, we were doing the Bruce Lee stuff and all that stuff. So uh, do you want to do karate in the garage? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. uh, it was in the living room where something always got broke. <laughs> oh, it was always in the living room because we wanted the cushions from the couches to help our fall. Yeah. Um, That's so, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that you brought that up because, you know, regardless uh, or, you know, also in, in, a, in a it's Bruce Lee in so many ways, I think, was huge part of many people uh, growing up and people that got involved in mixed martial arts and stuff like that. And the things that he taught, not only um, in mixed martial arts, but just about life in general and yeah. and everything that he stood for was absolutely amazing. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. Sorry, back to you, brother. Yeah, no, I mean you're right. It's um, you know, the, living the world um by fighting through honor is is something that's been that is underrespected and and is um uh, not really understood by people who are more worried about fleeing than. And standing up for themselves. I, I grew up doing wrestling. I was a wrestler till high school, and then I got sick of my, my face in high school kids' armpits. <laughs> uh, so I got tired of that. Or jock straps. Yeah. Somehow I went, to, went from that to being a, a diver. Uh, so that's what I did in high school. And then uh, when I went to college for a year, I took Taekwondo nonstop. I was just all over Taekwondo. I love the defensive nature of Taekwondo, um, and I love just being able to to uh, manipulate arms and stuff like that. So I, I took a liking to that. And then when I got into the Marine Corps, I got a combination jujitsu, Taekwondo, fighting, uh, next level, uh, you know, MMA training from uh, Marine Corps, you know, black belts and, and uh, you know, national champions and guys like nice. that, man. You get you get a chance to, to learn how to disarm somebody who has a gun pointed at your head or take a knife out of someone's head. I'm like, man, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, that's all. That's the stuff I love the most, the combat stuff, like uh, doing disarms and shit. And I can only imagine the caliber of guys they would have in the Marine Corps. Um, there's some really, you know, martial arts is, and as, uh, as Joe was saying about Bruce Lee, there's what we see, there's the stuff we like, the movies, the, the spectacular nature of it, the one against the many, the, the whole thing. But what I loved about Bruce Lee was I started reading the philosophy first. 
So I started reading the books and in a lot of these martial art books, they have all the moves and the techniques in the first pages. And then at the back section, there's the chapters nobody reads, but I recommend they do, which is about the philosophy behind it and how it evolved and what the whole point about it is. And, and Bruce Lee brought that to the next level. And he came from the East and he also studied Western philosophy, uh, which I've done a lot of studying as well, Eastern and Western philosophy. And when you put those two together, you realize there's some very, because there's, there's a lot of bullshit in Eastern philosophy. There's a lot of bullshit in Western, but when you put the best parts together, um, there's something really powerful there that I think people have lost, especially in the West, we've lost it. And that's another reason we're losing our freedoms was because we're disconnecting from the foundational principles that made freedom an actual reality in the world had that had never been seen before. It came first from the philosophy that was imbued in the founding documents and, um, and throughout the entire culture in the beginning. And this is what they're trying to dismantle. They want you highly feminized in a negative way. No slight to women here. This is, this is something that they, it's a, that's a psychological term for softening. They want to soften right on that and use that against you so that you won't rise up. They want a culture where none, the men are all just drunk and satiated and bored and overweight and no self-esteem and no inner power collectivized and not able to stand up for themselves so that the, the state and the banks and the corporations can prey on those societies endlessly because no man will rise up or no woman will rise up. Uh, and so the martial art tradition for me became an imperative was like, I was just, this was part of my life. This was my philosophy of living that I created for myself by experiencing it, training it, reading about it, learning about it, and then kind of creating my own way out of it. And then eventually I started to see what was happening. I saw the signs in like 2003, 2004 in Canada, where I thought, oh my God, you know, little Canada, we, nobody thought anything was going down over here. And then all of a sudden we're losing our rights and freedoms and, and our government starts abusing its power and selling off all of our resources to all over the world and taking more taxes and nobody was doing anything about it. And I went, okay, something's missing and we can get into all the, the dates and the laws and that, but what's the under, what's the root really about why we're seeing the West implode? Is it just because we're under attack by foreign and domestic enemies? Is it just because of all these, the, the chemicals and the food and the air? Yes, those are important, but we've also lost the foundational principles of freedom and truth and justice and what the individual is in society it was the yep. first place for the, the concept of the individual to even show its face it back in the day it was tribalism communitarianism feudalism and being ruled by kings queens monarchs and popes now it's just done with big tech and the global yeah. institutions and the big banks so but but i'm i was always asking what's the root well the root is the you know, the, the, the mold and the bacteria and the vultures, they only come when something's dying. They only come and attack something that's been weakened from within. That's when you get tapeworms. That's when you get viruses that everybody's paranoid about, thinking that masks are going to save them. It's an internal issue. And so as a country, as a nation, and as a society, and as a world, we've got some cancer. We've got some mold that's grown on this planet from the internals of all of our institutions. And we'll get into cults a little bit later. Uh, but there's elements to this that also were implicit in, meaning that our immune system was weakened as a nation, as a people, as people who love freedom and truth. We got weakened on our psychological immune and spiritual immune system first. That was where that attack was. We didn't notice it. 
We took deals from the government and bought lies and, and we're watching game shows and distracting ourselves. And everything was so good that we thought we didn't have to watch the enemy at the gates. And then all of a sudden the enemy's in the gates and we still didn't react. And then the enemy's been in the gates for 20, 30, 40 years and we still didn't react because something was missing from the schools, even from the churches, from the media, from every place you yep. can imagine, a weakening took place, right? You know, like the shining, there's the weakening, right? And the weakening took place at a psychological, spiritual, physical level. And I saw the warrior tradition being kicked aside and shut down. And I went, all right, it's my job to bring that back. And I even noticed it in the martial arts guys. I noticed that you'd go to martial arts schools and they just became belt factories. They were more interested in just making money and winning gold medals yep. than they were about making better people. Yeah. And I went, okay, we, uh, that's what I need to do in my dojo which was shut down at the beginning of this lockdown and probably won't open up again. Uh, and so then I said, all right, I'm taking my dojo online and it's going to be a philosophy class. So I'm also on my Rockfin page. I've been putting a playlist together called the warrior mindset. And I've been putting all my research and all my videos on just martial art and warrior concepts that will help bring back the spirit, whether you train martial arts or not, bring back the spirit of positive rebellion against tyranny uh, bring back the true masculinity in both men and women. This is not about gender. This is about a principle in that you all have, which is action, taking action, using, standing up for yourself, growing a spine, becoming stronger. And we have the, we've been listening to the priests and we've been listening to the politicians. We've been ruled by crown and gown, as they say in the Masonic lodges, we need to bring and go listen to the warrior class. They were the ones fighting the enemy on the front lines they were the ones who were the strong ones that stood up, even though people would spit on them because everybody hates a warrior until there's an enemy at the gates. And so it's time we reject the priests and the politicians for a little bit, maybe unless they're good and they've got something good to say, and go to the warrior class and listen to them. So that's what my work really as a theme, all the topics I talk about, the foundation is this warrior ethos that's at the core of it. I was about to ask you what made you get in front of a mic and then you just showed us why you sit behind a mic because that was fucking awesome. Um, Amen, go, do brother. me a favor, Amen. guys. Those of you that are at home right now, go go to your calendar. If you have a, cal- a hang-up calendar, you know, like put on the side of your fridge or whatever, look for Mother's Day and look for Father's Day. Mother's Day is May. I think it's something middle of May, and Father's Day is middle of June. Our calendar doesn't have Father's Day on it. It has Mother's Day on it. It has... Father's Day European holiday for today, and my wife's like, ah, oh, must be must be Father's Day coming up. Yeah, I forgot it was our here already. She looked again, and it's there's no there's nothing on the calendar for Father's Day. That that small little thing, right? Just a, just a, no Father's Day on the calendar, no big deal, right? That's that's a microcosm of our society about how you can't allow men to be lifted up in any kind of way because us men are just, you know, uh, caveman scum that don't know what's best for us and we need to be we need to be called and guided into society. That that's just one example of everything that's happening in our society that is a microcosm of what's wrong with this society. The 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 uh, information that David was just talking about again you can find that here. Go to rockfin.com backslash DW Truth Warrior. Here is the site right here. Awesome logo. Awesome site. You can see it's, it's all right here. And here are those warrior ethos playlists and the rest on here. Self-defense training, martial arts demo, demos, basic leg kicks, and also jujitsu stuff. All kinds of great stuff. Check out the website when you guys get time. Just help support this great patriot because there aren't too many 
great page. Well, there's tons of great Patriots in in uh, in Canada. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. But there are very few that are putting themselves out there in ways like you are, David. And I, I just greatly appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time to come with us, but also to, you know, what what at what point did you be? Were you like, you know, what I'm I'm going to go um, from uh, classes in in a, in a in a dojo style setting to I need to get in front of a mic and start putting information out in front of that. Was there was there a decision or was there how, how long ago did that happen and how long have you been been doing these kind of uh, podcasts and, and vlogs? Well, thanks for that. Um, I started doing radio back in uh, what was it twenty. 2011, I want to say. And then I started doing like Skype interview. I would just interview different authors of books I was interested in. I would just do interviews on my, on, on with Skype and then throw the recording up on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel, I started back of, in 2007, 2008. Uh, that's the one that just got deleted by the way. Um, but I've been doing this for a long time. I, this is a life's work for me and being in front of a mic, it wasn't something I was used to, but I was doing a lot of instructing so I was teaching classes, even when I wasn't a black belt, I was just teaching and assisting classes and always part of the dojo. And so you get better at public speaking over time. Um, and then I just learned from some of the greats. And then I started practicing. And obviously, you'll see a difference between my earlier shows and what I do now, you get better with time, just like everything. Um, so people that are afraid to speak out that are like, I have something to say, I could make an impact, whether it's public speaking or writing, maybe you're a good writer, you want to write a blog or even just just make memes. Me, the memes, we're saving the West with memes. That's hilarious. Um, but at the same time, you got to find your talent. And I think, I think I found something that just, it was easy for me. Um, you know, my dad had done a lot of uh, preaching. He, he, he was part of different churches and things like that. And, uh, and I guess I just followed kind of suit with just that ability to put your mind to your mouth. And it's not always easy as a podcaster. You, you sometimes go, wait, is that, did it sound the way I felt it felt inside my head or did it come out differently? Um, but you develop that over time. And, and so for me, it was, I got to a point uh, where I had an awakening moment. So I had many different points of awakening, but there was an awakening moment where I realized that if we continue, I just knew from a Canadian perspective to start with, that if my country, Canada, continued on the track that it had been going on around the 2007 mark, that we're going to lose our country. And, and I, I just saw everybody else around me not giving a shit. And I was, and even Marsh, even some of the people I admired, like some of the strongest personalities, the alpha males, alpha females, I'm like, but they were just, they were putting all that amazing, strong energy into their competitions and into their businesses, which they should. But I said, why aren't you guys rallying the wagons? We're under attack. Our country is going to be taken over and, get, and fully captured, which it now is. Our country, I'm a hostage in my country. We're a captured operation, okay? Um, and so I was like, why aren't you guys talking about what they're spraying in the sky? Why aren't you talking about what they're putting on the food? Why aren't you looking at the pharmaceutical industry? How the hell is everybody still trusting the media of all things? How could you possibly trust these people? These people are known liars and criminals, all right? There's no mistakes. It's not, oh, we misreported it. These people are part of a, a sinister machine to brainwash you. What did the great comedian Bill Hicks say? Watching television is like taking a can of black spray paint and spraying over your third eye. It's true. And I was like, why are you guys falling for this? 
and the government's just taking your rights and freedoms and you don't care, right? I didn't get it. So Love I it. vented my frustration in some of these video logs. And then I just couldn't handle what we were doing to this planet. I couldn't handle the crimes against children. I learned about that early on. I started watching people like uh, former FBI director of Los Angeles, Ted Gunderson, God rest his soul, uh, and some others that came out back in the day to warn the world about some of these criminal operations that we're just learning about now on mass. And I just, something inside me went, I can't go back to my normie life. And so I often jokingly say my normie self died 18 years ago. And I was born into now being this truth warrior or whatever. And that term truth warrior was just a term I came up with because I was doing American freedom radio back in the day. That was where I kind of cut my teeth in radio then I went to Truth Frequency Radio. These are some of the internet patriot-based, the freedom-based platforms. Um, and then, you know, eventually I built my own YouTube channel. Um, but uh, the, the idea of Truth Warrior, I just needed a name. And it kind of came from a story of where I was, uh, I was at. A, we used to have these martial arts seminars. We would go the whole weekend and you'd get 45 minutes uh, with different masters, with different styles. So you just, it's like a Disneyland of martial arts. You just nice. jump. And this one, the only guy that was there that was talking philosophy was the Sakito master. And so I went and picked his brain after, and I was, I had a lot of questions. I was in my, like, it was like 19. I was, and I just asked him, I was like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we training martial arts? What's the purpose? And then it just kind of poured out of me. I'm like, what's the point of life? Well, how are we not? Right. And he just looked at me and he said, listen, he goes, you know, in life, you're going to need the truth. You need, that's what martial arts is all about. It's about finding the truth, what works, what doesn't work, proving it to yourself, vetting it for yourself. So you need the truth in order to survive. And in order to seek the truth, you need a spine of a warrior. And so that kind of resonated with me, truth and warrior. So when I say truth warrior, I'm not saying I'm the truth warrior. I'm saying truth warrior is just a concept of taking basically philosophy and all that research and combining it with the warrior ethos. And when you put the two together, you're a force to be reckoned with. So I'm hoping the people that listen to this show, that listen to all these great people that are doing this work, are rising in their stature of becoming truth warriors to go out and seek the truth. Doesn't mean you always have it. Doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. It just means you're on the path. You're orientating yourself towards that goal in everything you do, realizing you're not perfect, but continually striving for it. And if we can get back to that and teach that to our children, basically teaching them the hero's journey again, then uh, we can save the West. We can save this world. But without that, we could put band-aids on things and get Biden out of there and arrest everybody. And then it, it'll just come back again. Yep. So the, the, the great awakening has to be something that touches every living soul and makes a lasting impression on them. That's uh, really well said. Uh, man, Bill Hicks, talk about a guy who was ahead of his time. But you, if you go oh, back man. and look, watch old Bill Hicks uh, standups, that dude was all over it. I mean, he, he reminds me of the next level, uh, 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 I forgot his name. George Carlin. Carlin. George Carlin. Thank you. I, I mean, <laughs> we both said great. it at the same time. <laughs> That's hilarious. In and out of my brain. But I mean, yeah, dude, the, it's amazing that, that, that the, the artist of, of 
of Hollywood and the artist of of uh, you know TV that we so many times uh, you know point to as part of the problem of our society of over sexualizing our society or of or simplifying society or of of allowing groupthink to enter their society, which I want to talk about in one minute. Um, it, it's interesting that some of the greatest comedians are the ones that have been the most honest and forthcoming about. Uh, you know, telling jokes about our current life and our future being the most real out of anything that's out there. What do they say? The comedy, good comedy is just a funny way of telling the truth. Cause if you don't tell, if you don't crack a joke here and there, and I remember doing this mistake, I was just super serious all the time. Right? Guys, they're going to kill everybody. We're fucked. <laughs> yeah, but man. then eventually you realize, you know what? You should probably add a little bit of humor and personality into it, or people are going to lynch you, man. So, um, uh, so yeah, you got to have the comedy there, but at the same time, uh, we also have to not lose the natural feelings that we have of sorrow, any depression, any anxiety, any worries, uh, never rep- I've learned never repress that and pretend it doesn't exist. I think guys tend to do this a lot. We're like, Oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. But like, the thing is, is we need to be honest, honest. That's the truth, right? Tr- truth and honesty. Just be honest with yourself and, uh, and, and get a balance of good comedy. That's, that's not just, you know, just surface level, but some deep shit in there. And then also, you know, paying respect to the side that you have that is there to remind you of your humanity and that there is some serious stuff going on and we don't want to just fall back asleep and laugh as the Titanic sinks. Yeah. It's like a balance that we have to strike. And that's what I've been struggling to do. But yeah, the greats, Bill Hicks, George Carlin. Uh, there's even a lot of comedians now. They're all getting censored and, and canceled. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, we and just had it. one on uh, last week. We had uh, um, Friday. Yeah, we had Chrissy Mayer. Chrissy Mayer, yeah. She, Oh, she, yeah. she just woke up like a year ago, like at the start of this whole, um, you know, COVID thing. So, you know, ever since that happened and she kind of has come out, she's great on podcasts, by the way. If you, she, she's done some amazing interviews and stuff. Oh, good to know. But uh, yeah, she was one that came out and uh, basically, you know, started supporting Trump. The great thing about that is, is she actually found a kind of a patriot network of comedians to roll with and now she's going to be going nationwide just real quick i wanted to say d-l-p-e-r-s i don't know how to pronounce that exactly um but she says and it jumped on me um she's been listening to dw for a few weeks as a 60 year old 60 year old uh plus woman um she was wondering where all of the (laughs) jumped on me again sorry let me pause this god i I hate when i hate when that happens humor is tragedy plus timing nice texan she says i keep asking where are the men i have bigger balls than (laughs) than all i see with with masks so you know it it just it's so funny because and and interesting because that's exactly you know i i think one of the issues um, and this is a um, an older lady, older than us, that sees exactly what has been happening with men uh, mm-hmm. over the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, is they completely have been um, just gone, just gone. I mean, you know, obviously, that's that's one of the issues. So I just wanted to put that out there real quick. D.L. Purs, good comment out there. D.L. Purs, shout out to you. And um, hey, fair point. Um there's many reasons we could get into as to why this might be. 
but let's just say, in my opinion, I think there's been a, a specific targeted attack against men and a specific targeted attack against women. And there's, this is done by design because the architectures of control, as we could call them, the social engineers, they have the psychological manuals on their desk while they are rolling out these Edward Bernays type uh, experimental uh, mind control operations put, put, put forward by the media, the people that create culture, who sets the trends, who makes certain things popular. Do you watch the Grammys? Do you see how they're trying to set a precedent? Have you seen the latest fashion shows where people are wearing people? That's the new clothing. You just wear people. Uh, you, you, you know, who sets these trends? Who tells you uh, you need three masks in order to stop viruses because one mask didn't work and now two masks doesn't work. So now we, what are we going to do? Just wrap like our heads completely, not breathe, you know? So like who sets these things into place? Um, and, and so there's, we have to get into that social engineering, uh, getting into the behaviorists, going back to Pavlov, going back to the Milgram experiments, going back to MK Ultra, going back to what Hollywood really is. It's not what you think it is. And then, and then these, uh, these people that they put out there, these authors and academics and PhDs, and these are the celebrities and they get millions of followers on day one and they're funded and, you know, it's like they're untouchable and they're the ones out there uh, putting out ideas that are destroying true masculinity. Um, and then, you know, look what, I'm sorry, but I have to point it out. What happened with feminism? What happened with that, right? You know, you look back at the classical feminists who were literally just women trying to fight for their rights, right? I'm cool with that. But yeah. then what, what, look at it today. It's, it's man hate, man envy, man hate. It's an attack. They had to attack women first to implant these ideas and put their champions up to recruit them so that they would start to turn against the men in their homes and in their lives and start trying to recruit them into this propaganda and basically beat men down to a certain degree, not knowing they're also beating women down. And if a lot of the women would know the sinister female cults that are behind what you call modern day, fourth wave, third wave feminism, their minds would be blown that their own kind has been conspiring against them as well. So this is not just an attack. Uh, new, new feminism is not just an attack on men. It's more an attack on women because these architects know that women could be the doomsday weapon for Western civilization. It's actually not something that men can really address in this regard. Men tend to be more reactive, We've always been the cannon fodder. We've always been sort of like, you know, just, you know, be the, be the one doing that physical part of it. But uh, women, you know, what do they say? Behind every great man is a great woman, right? There's an influence in the home that's natural and good. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, a yin yang, right? When you yeah. have an imbalance, you have a positive masculine and a positive feminine. You're indestructible. You can create strong family units, which can then create strong uh, institutions in your society. But when you destroy that and you know how to get the dark parts of the masculine and dark parts of the feminine to turn on each other, then you can create what we have, which is the destruction of uh, positive culture, all the things we want. And so, yeah, men chemically have been destroyed. Look what they're lining beer cans with, for Christ's sake, best phenol A and all this stuff. What about the glyphosate that's being sprayed all over everything by Monsanto? Uh, what about um, some of these estrogen? Uh, what is it? These testosterone destroying chemicals yep. that you can find in your water supplies. Okay, uh, they're turning. <laughs> Alex Jones is right. They're turning the freaking frogs gay. They really freaking are. Okay, that's legit. There's studies on that. 
and it, it has to do with the chemicals that they're using. I'm trying to remember. Don't actually look one. into the. Don't actually look past the headlines on that stuff. Just laugh at the look headline at the and make it ridiculous. Yeah, look at the science of it. But hey, I could just say chemicals, chemicals, pharmaceuticals. Oh, I'll tell you in a bit about my new series coming up called Cult of the Medics. Yeah, uh, this is a project that, that I'm going to be doing. Uh, but, you know, I, I def- the media, the culture, all these things are weaponized against both men and women because the goal is globalism. They don't want you to be male, female, white, black, China. They, don't, they want you to be a robot in the transhumanism one world that they want to create. So we yep. have to fight this at every level. The- exactly. And just real quick, Abe, I, I wanted to say it's an infiltration instead of an invasion. And when we mm-hmm. say that, people are like, oh, yeah, we know. No, I mean, literally, it's a complete infiltration in every single aspect of our lives. Sorry, go ahead, Abe. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's, people don't want to accept it. They want it's easier just to um, write it off as crazy conspiracy theory than actually look into the evidence behind it because um, p- people that find out the truth about the world that we're living in and what's in our waters and and how uh, nutrients have been taken from our foods and the rest. Um, they, they would rather live in blissful ignorance than actually talk about the realities of the world we live in. I, those that watch the show know that I love challenging myself intellectually every chance I get. I love doing it on air so you guys can make fun of me whenever you get a chance. Uh, an example of that today will be this. <laughs> Paradoxical intervention. D- David drops this on me. I'm like, what in the world is this? But let's read it for a second. Let's read the first paragraph, and then I want David just to, just to pontificate on this topic for a second. Numerous definitions of paradox have been offered that contain several commonalities. First, they involve a statement that is contrary to received or common opinion. Second, they involve some sort of logical contradiction. For example, in ancient Crete, epi- uh, ep- I don't know how some to say Greek that. dude. <laughs> what? I just said, I usually just say some Greek dude said this. That guy said <laughs> I can't that. can't say it either. That guy, the Cretan, said all Cretans are liars, which leads to a logical contradiction because he cannot be believed, whether or not he is telling the truth. Third, they often involve an explicit communication that is embedded without an implicit framework that communicates a different message. So, for example, the famous, I want you to be more spontaneous injunction is an example because the explicit message can only be obeyed if it is not obeyed. This is a double bind, which some consider the essence of paradoxical statements. The paradoxes inherent to such statements are not easily disentangled and often can be resolved only by leaving the relationship entirely. Fourth, paradox can be seen as an example of dialectical thinking in philosophy, which, uh, which in any statement can contain its opposite. It can be seen from these definitions that the key word behind paradox is contradiction. Now, there's a lot of uh, sentences and words in there. When you read stuff about this and you look into the the thought processes behind uh, our society, what do you take from from a paragraph like this? All Cretans are liars. Therefore, uh, be, because of that, that is the way they said that. They spin it around into a a. a uh, a factual statement that isn't true. Right. There's many um, ways that this technique is applied. It's not something that's necessarily good or bad. It's just something that I noticed. And I actually got to thank Martin Geddes, uh, the author, for uh, bringing this up 
in response to a lot of the blowback that Trump was getting for his statement about vaccines, which I'm sure you guys talked about and we were even chatting and I was trying to think, you know, what's really going on. And he just, he brought up this idea of the, uh, you know, the paradoxical intervention as a possible technique that was being employed uh, by Trump when he made those statements. But these types of techniques are used uh, for both pro and con. Okay. And what it basically means is that like, and actually this is the statement from uh, Martin Gettys. He said, when Trump says, quote, get the vax, it's wonderful. It is a paradoxical intervention. It makes the dangerous morons start to look for reasons not to do what he says. Because remember, we're in a war with the media, right? And who listens to Fox News anymore? It's the remaining 30% of America that needs to be woken up yet, right? Because Fox News is obviously another one that is bought and paid for and everybody needs to run from them and stop supporting them as well. So he's going on. This is just a theory. Everybody can take me to town on it. It was just an idea as a possible thing, right? Either way, we got to know about this thing called paradoxical intervention. But Martin Geddes was saying, um, you're trying to make them look good. If you take it literally and just do whatever Donald Trump tells you to do without applying any brain power, then you're even dumber than the dangerous morons. The game is to get the minimum total damage to society as a whole. Anyone who thinks Trump has suddenly become the devil's executive assistant is a dimwit in my opinion. And he's just kind of tongue in cheek. He's kind of Love saying, it. listen, it's, it's basically reverse psychology. All right. Because the media is trying to make Trump look like something he's not. This was the whole war. Right. And remember the main battle is against D, D taking apart the narrative of the media. The media is trying to control the narrative. And so when they were saying, Oh, Trump will never get any kind of solution together. He's, he's touting hydroxychloroquine and ejecting yourself with bleach, which is not what he said as people are stupid. If they think that, um, and all these things, he did the opposite. Right. And he also gave everybody a choice because remember he was supposed to be the president for all Americans. And there's a lot of Americans that think big pharma is the new Jesus Christ. So they'll do whatever they're told. They think the word vaccine equals cure for disease, which that's not what it is. Um, and even though I don't, I, I personally, I don't trust any of these vaccines. I've done tons of research on them. And if you read a few inserts, you're going to think twice. I believe in everybody's right to choose what's best for them. And if you believe that getting a, a, an experimental mRNA or altering uh, vaccine that was rushed to production in less than a year, if you believe that that's necessary for you to combat a 99.97% survivability rate virus, then you go right ahead. And I think it's interesting that every time Trump would make any kind of statement about the vaccine, he would always say, oh, we also have therapeutics and other options. And don't forget that he didn't use a vaccine when he got this coronavirus, okay? So he's leading by example and saying something different, not to be contradictory to the public, but to a, this is a battle against the media narrative. So that was one point. The other thing was um, that uh, every time Trump would come out and say something about the vaccine, all these experts would start popping up and going viral in them talking about vaccine damage, injuries. Uh, you know, we got lots of concerns about this. We had this one guy um, who is like literally the top guy in the world, used to work for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, his name is escaping me, but I did a whole podcast on this. Dell Bigtree did a podcast on this where he was talking about something called immune escape, which is a concern that they have that because of the way this vaccine works, it could actually uh, completely bypass your immune system and permanently disable it. That's the concern now at the top levels 
from people that work in the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Health Organization. And I'm sure this guy is going to be found dead in a dumpster somewhere soon. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. He came out and did a viral warning to humanity, which I posted on all my social media to say, hey, guys, we need to stop this. And this is the guy that develops vaccines. Okay, we need to stop this mass vaccination immediately. He comes out and says that right around the time Trump is talking about it. And when you really, I think that anybody that's truly awake knows that the real game here above all the inter different issues, vaccine, no vaccine, virus, Novak virus, whatever, 9-11, was it a, you know, it, it, the real debate here is, can you think for yourself? Because if you can't think for yourself and learn to educate yourself and make your own decision, which of course Trump did say, by the way, he said, we have to support freedom. I agree with that also. So he tried to present both sides, yep. right? And so the, the point is, if we're going to take back freedom, we have to stop even relying on people like Trump for to save us. We need to save ourselves. And you save yourself by empowering your mind, thinking for yourself, even when, so even if I sat here and went, oh, yeah, go get the vaccine. Go, go get it. You should be able to go, no, fuck you, Dave. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I researched it. I don't trust it. I'm going to rely on my immune system. Uh, there's hydroxychloroquine in extreme scenarios. I'm good then you've made up your own mind. And so I found it interesting that Trump spent the first half of 2020 talking about hydroxychloroquine saying, yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it myself, you know? And then the media went to town attacking him, trying to destroy him. They started erasing studies off the internet. They produced a fake study to try to make it look like it was something it was want and they were forced to retract it. Mm -hmm. And all that noise happened. So then he switched to vaccine. He's like, okay, it's going to be a vaccine because that's what you guys want. And then he got the vaccine. And then, and then he's like, but there's other options, but he can't say it publicly or they'll destroy him completely. Yeah. So there, and I think in battle you, as, from a martial art perspective, you have to choose your battles. And sometimes you have to make sacrifices on certain points in order to maintain a certain level of protection over where you are situated on the battlefield to win a greater battle later. And that's what I'm hoping for. That's what everybody's hoping for. And in the end, um, you know, I made a video yesterday and people are making these all over, which we're saying, just say no. Hashtag just say no. If you don't feel like this is for you, uh, then why the hell do you need anybody to tell you what to do? You have the power of that word uh, inside of you. And that's the most powerful word a human can utter, which is no. It means I'm not just going to go along with your program just because you're telling me I have to do it. And the fact that you're trying to force something on me is raising a lot of red flags. So that, that's where I come from. And that's what inspired me to post that thing. And we could go on endlessly about the paradoxical thing, but that's just kind of the spirit behind why I brought that up. There is no shortage of, of groupthink and, um, and, and simple-minded thought out there. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm in some of these rooms and I just, I don't hold back cause I don't, I don't fucking care. These people are just so blinded by this false reality that they've created around them that anything that is outside of the way that they understand the world must be crazy because they got it all figured out. The, the best thing that I love seeing from these people is this idea that all Trump supporters look at Trump as God, an infallible mm -hmm. politician who is, who is leading us in in every every word that he says we wrap our minds around the, that every word that he talks about and and we just follow him to the end of the earth no matter what he says and we don't actually look at 
the behind the scenes, the policies, the things that are put in place, the solutions to, to problems, the, the outcomes of those solutions and how that affects society. We're just too simple-minded to actually understand the deeper uh, policy decisions and how they are positive for all Americans, not just white or not just right-wingers. It is. I love that the, that the left can't get out of their – and actually, it's not just the left. There are plenty of meatheads on the right that are just – are just completely convinced that the reality that they've created around them is the true reality. And I just, it's amazing to me. I used to be, I used to be a person that I had, I had all the answers. I had it all figured out, man. I was the, I was a young stud. I just got out of the Marine Corps. You're going to talk to me and tell me what I know about. Forget about it. And then every single time that you open up your mind to questioning your own confirmation bias or your own narrative or your own solution or uh, uh, conclusions based on information that was put out by, I don't know, maybe the Daily Beast, the, you know, uh, maybe the uh, Washington Post, maybe Fox News, maybe OAN, maybe Gateway Pundit, maybe, maybe all of us that are in this world understand that there is bias in everything that we see. And those of us that actually want to talk about them actually dig a little bit deeper. It's funny that they refuse to give us that intellectual argument. We must be too stupid to understand that we are being misled by this God, Trump, ruler, orange man. Good, good point, man. And let, let me just say something that's in my heart on that. I'm in Canada, and I know there's a lot of people that, um, it, you know, it's not just that we support Trump. It's that we support what he stands for and what the, what the image was created around him. All right. And everybody can have their opinion about the man himself. I have mine. I have a lot of respect for him, but um, the, the point was that it stood for something as being the only politician, number one. So I'll tell you why I supported Trump in a lot of ways, especially from Canada. I have Justin Trudeau to pick from. Okay. Come on, spare me. Uh, no, talking about no balls, geez. right? Uh, but anyways, uh, so example. yeah, God save Canada, I swear. But um, basically, I support Trump because he was the first president to start openly talking about human trafficking and doing something about it. And I've been in that for a long time. And when I saw him go to war with that and actually start creating results, I went, okay, this guy's different. I also supported him because he was the first president to literally take on the media and start dropping bombs every time he did press conferences. For that alone, mwah, I right. love you, Trump, for that, okay? Next, on deck, all well, the economy and all the details and all the things. But here's a president that in his first term didn't start a war. When was the last time we saw that? <laughs> all the other presidents that came in are warmongering, Bilderberg attendee, fly, you know, big-time paid-off shills for George Soros, China, and the New World Order, all right? Trump was different from that. Trump was different. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, we did a picture with Epstein. Yeah, right. He was staking him out. All right. The, the thing is, is you got to look at the, if you want to talk about the details, that's where you get into it. And you start to realize that we've been told a lot of lies from alternative media, mainstream media, everybody. And there's a reason why. And we have to get into psychology and understand the daddy figure issue that people have, the, the, the ego issue that people have. And so, you know, aside from Trump, whether you support Trump or like my comments on Trump, it doesn't matter. Make up your own mind. I'm just telling you why I supported a lot of what Trump was doing. And then when, I, oh, here's the other thing. When I saw that all the guns, you know, that poster of John Wick with all the guns pointed at him. I like the one where they put Trump's face in there because this yep. guy had every cannon pointed at him in the book, which made him the outsider. 
All right. And I look for these people, the Mavericks, the people that shake things up. Tesla shook things up. Mark Twain shook things up. Founding fathers shook things. Up. I look for Bruce Lee shook things up. Do you know how many people hated Jesus. Bruce Lee? Right. Jesus, all these figures, right. They shook things up. Well, the, the mob, you're talking about collectivism. Historically, the mob is always wrong. Uh, there's a book that people need to read. It's called, it's by Gustav Le Bon. He wrote a book back in like the 1800s and he, he did a psychological analysis on crowd psychology. It's actually called the crowd, the study of the popular mind. I recommend you read that book and learn about that because it's about if they can get you in her, in, in herd thinking in crowd psychology, mob psychology, it's one leash for every neck. And all they got to do is do one yank on the leash and all the animals go back in the pen instead <laughs> of all these individual mavericks, right? They don't want that. Yep. And on politics, do you think these big bankers that have taken over America from within with all their secret cult satanic shit over the last years, these Luciferian shits that come, you know, do you think that they want a bull in a China shop like Trump to come in and go, you know what? We're going to manufacture all that shit in, in America. Fuck this globalism stuff. He walks in the UN and flips them the bird. Of course, I'm going to have a few stars for Trump for that. Do you know what kind of balls that takes? You know, he pissed off the Vatican. God love him for pissing off the Pope in the Vatican, the most <laughs> evil yeah. institution on the face of this planet. And then what else did he do? He went to the World Economic Forum and basically all those guys were like, they don't know what a true alpha is. He walks in there and flips them the bird too, goes and walks circles around the queen of England at her own palace. <laughs> After that meeting, she has to sit in her travel garb, not her Royal garb and, and basically announce Brexit. Are you shitting me? There's nothing good about Trump. Give me a break. But anyways, before we go on, let me just do this real quick and I'll pass it back to you. Cool. When it comes to humility and when it comes to understanding um, as an intellectual what kind of humility, ah, oh, damn it, where's it? What kind of humility you need? Let's go to Alexander Solzhenitsyn, okay? And if people don't know who he is, listen to this man. There's a book. It's a short book. You could read it in a couple hours. It's called A Warning to the West. It was written in the 70s and was a collection of his speeches that he made when he visited America from the Soviet Union to warn the West about a communist infiltration into, into the country. He lived through the gulags. He wrote the book, The Gulag Archipelago. Okay. He was a survivor and an intellectual genius that ended the Soviet Union and exposed it to the world. You want to know why your children aren't taught about what really went down in Russia and under Stalin, and they're not taught about Mao Zedong, and you're like, Alexander Solza who? It's because they don't want you to know about that. They'll talk about Hitler. And yeah, Hitler was a psycho too all of them financed by the Rothschilds and the Bank of England, by the way. But either way, they don't want you learning about the, what happened in the Soviet Union because they wanted to bring that model to the West. They had to perfect it in China and then bring it to the West through cultural Marxism. But anyways, Alexander Solzhenitsyn says this, okay? It's a universal law. Intolerance is the first sign of an inadequate education. An ill-educated person behaves with arrogant impatience Whereas truly profound education breeds humility. And there's the mic drop. I'll pass it back to you. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I love that. I wonder if any one of the clowns in my chat actually listened to that. That'd be great if they actually heard that, <laughs> se that sentence and actually, you know, reflected on it. Because you can hear it, but a lot of them don't actually reflect on it. Because that would take thinking. Anyways, their ego can't hear it, man. I mean, it's a filter. They're like, nope, can't. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah. Don't worry about those people. Can't. Let's talk to the people that are in the chat that get this. 
right. that love this. I'm done with the trolls. They can all do whatever. I don't care. Like, go do whatever you got to do. Go wear the masks. Go, go do your stuff. But don't come on here and, and shit on these guys. These guys are doing really good work. This is hard work. And how about this for trolls? Go make your own channel. Go do that time. Put your own message out. Just talk about me. Make just, something of yourself. Just you talk know? about Q Post and me. I would love that. Please, please keep talking about me every chance you get rent free in your fucking simple little minds. RiseAttireUSA.com is the official show sponsor of Brothers Uncensored. Let me get a minute and a half of your time. Check out RiseAttireUSA.com. They are the official show sponsor. Abe Wave, A-B-E-W-A-V-E. Get a, get a, get a 10% discount on awesome gear, exclusive foxhole gear, red pill and methods exclusive gear, great gear in general, but don't forget that mask that has the clown on it. You have to have an FBI badge in order to buy that clown mask. A minute and a half of your time. Joe's 10 minute uh, news blitz right after. After that, we'll get back with your calls with DW Truth Warrior. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. Happy Friday. The message is to reject the message. No, no need for their, their hidden agendas realized by subversion. Or extremist vendettas that target the free. Our weapons are truth that prove highly effective with an impact surpassed only by the span of their reach. The powers that hope to control us will feed on those lost in philosophies devoid of all meaning. Don't be enticed by the divisive self-righteous who deal in deception, suppression, and greed. Flee from the nation of mindless who preach what's been forced down their throat by their peers and their teachers. Run from the depraved, guilty of treason whose roads have been paved by the tricks up their sleeves. When it's real, you can feel it. It appeals to your senses, whether dull or intense, most will tend to agree. We won't leave the blinded behind. We'll shoulder wounded soldiers till it's over, then we'll train them to see. The truth is the future. This beautiful movement makes the gatekeepers useless and their lies obsolete. With fury, we'll fight. By the glory of God, we'll delete the elite and release all their secrets. RiseAttireUSA.com is the official show sponsor of the Uncensored Abe Network. Check them out. 10% discount. Abe Wave. Help, help support us. Help support great shows. Help support great people. Rapid fire second from Joe. As always, Joe's always got some good stuff for us to uh, to bring to the table. Joe, what do you got for us today? And you see in the news going on. I love how you just totally pop me up, and then if I deliver news that absolutely sucks, people are going to be like, "What are you talking about?" He always got always got good stuff. No, I'm just kidding. There's there's quite a quite a bit of stuff actually going on today. Let me try to run through this with you guys real quick. Uh, First thing is out of big league politics, the federal judge actually blocks access to sensational and impure documents in the Ghislaine Maxwell child sex trafficking case. Uh, Any ideas why they want to block that stuff, guys? Oh, could it be because the same guy block? Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Abe. It, could it be because they they, gonna... they ran children uh, from the time that they were uh, uh, young to the time where they were abused uh, into a sex trafficking ring that was worldwide? Go ahead. What were your thoughts on that, DW? You, that was perfect. I was just going to ask. Maybe this judge uh, can block the impure Grammy Awards, uh, basically porno that everybody had to watch in front of their kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, if he could block that for being impure, that would be great. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. So kind of interesting coming out of the Maxwell case. It just seems that things are really going slow with it, if you ask me. But this, I mean, 
it makes you sure wonder what's going on there. So the next thing I got for you was actually by the WND, Biden's inauguration priest suspended by Jesuit school. He seems to be under investigation for unspecified behaviors in adult settings. <laughs> Unfreaking real. So a priest who is the friend of Joe Biden and officially at Biden's inauguration mass has been suspended from his post at president and president of the Jesuit University amid an investigation for unspecified allegations. Anybody surprised there? Well, maybe they could also go and do an actual investigation on the Jesuits themselves. That would be an interesting thing to do. But yeah, that's interesting. Why would they be going after him for unspecified behaviors in adult settings? Are we talking about all the sniffing of children or what? I'm sure there's something to it. It's it's at least that. If if not, it's uh you know um some type of sexual uh, depravity. That's it. Always has something to do with that when it comes to um you know people like this. Unfortunately, both you guys are right. So the next thing I got for you is actually out of FEMA, and this just launched uh, last night. And I was like, well, that sounds like an interesting title. FEMA awards 110 million dollars to the emergency food and shelter program to assist the migrants. Fantastic. We couldn't even get, you know, 1400 bucks. And here they drop 110 million for food and shelter for the migrants. Just unbelievable. Any comments on that guys? We got to pay to be enslaved today. This is the same in Canada. All the programs that they come out with to basically continue to enslave us, steal our resources and sell off our country. We actually pay for it. It's ridiculous. So as we can see, uh, they, they told you, go back to the, this is what we got to do. Go back to all the, any press conference. Did, did, was there any press conferences that Biden did about this? Any comments that they made about what was promised where they're always going to go, Oh no, we didn't mean we were going to take all your tax money and sponsor all these people that are not coming in legally. We just meant we were going to take all your tax money and sponsor all these people that are coming in illegally. Like find those videos and make some good, uh, little video montages because those are very effective. Exactly. There's, there's nothing going. There's no emergency. There's nothing going on at the border. Just stop talking about the border. There's nothing happening. We're going to circle back on that. Yeah. Yeah. But let's just throw 110 million at it while we're at it. I wonder how much a 110 mil would get in a wall. How much wall do you think that would build guys? Unfucking real. I think it's about two, two and a half miles actually, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. There you go. So this actually out of my area, Northern district of Illinois man charged with threatening violence, against the former the former president Trump and other federal officials. This guy lives just about an hour south of me in Peoria, Damian Grant. He's charged with three counts of influencing a federal or yeah, influencing a federal official by threat, two counts of mailing threatening communications, and one count of threatening the president of the United States. So the indictment was returned Tuesday in the U.S. District in Peoria. Arraignment has not yet been scheduled. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Well, can we hold that for a sec? Everybody just take a note. Let's get your, uh, your tinfoil hats on for a second here. But note the age of Damian Grant in this article. And 33. Some, <laughs> just interesting. There's a lot of these numbers that just continually show up. It might be coincidence. What's but um for those know. that aren't aware, what is what is some symbolism behind the number thirty-three or three? Oh, just is the entire we have to do a whole show. Okay. <laughs> thirty-three is a well it's it's actually there's nothing wrong with thirty-three. It's just 
in used in these uh, Masonic contexts and, and secret societies, yep. they look at it as, you know, there's 33 vertebrae of the spine. Uh, there's, uh, you know, the whole, there, they actually look at 33 zodiacal signs, whereas everybody else looks at 12. Uh, 33 is a symbol of a lot of these luminous groups because it's a symbol of the sun. It's three and three side by side, which, you know, you get six, of course. And when you repeat those numbers, you get the 666. Uh, on and on we could go. But it, it's like symbols and numbers mean things to these people that they wouldn't necessarily mean to other people. And if you go back to like the Virginia Tech shootings, he shot 33 people. Uh, the third, you'll just start to see in the news, these numbers keep showing up. Yep. It wasn't 32. It wasn't 34. It's usually certain numbers. And then you start to wonder, are these real cases and real events or are some of these things manufactured and are they communicated symbolically uh, to ping your subconscious mind or are they actual real news events and it's all just a coincidence? It's probably a mix of both, but the 33, that's a Templar number. That's a Masonic number. We go on and on about it. I'll wait for Maxine Waters or the rest of the uh, Hollywood uh, politicians who have raised the viol- the threat of violence against President Trump as something that they want to get done, such as, I don't know, getting in their face, punching them in their face, going where they eat. I'll, I'll wait for anybody in the mainstream media to call out them for raising the violence level against Trump and, t- and his supporters. It, I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, good point. And by the way, it's okay yeah. against him. It's It's okay against him, but... Uh, not in any other context whatsoever. That has to be blown up into 24-hour news coverage. Exactly. Uh, cutie, uh, cutie pie nine out there said that. No, there's that number again. By the way, Jesus died at 33. Um, right. So next story I got for you guys is Russian. Na- this is out of the DOJ. Russian national pleads guilty to conspire con- conspiracy to in- introduce malware into a U.S. company's computer network. This is unreal. So a Russian national pleaded guilty, according to the documents, um, and made admissions made in court from July 15, 2020 to August 22nd, 2020. Igor, I'm not even going to go there. Igovich Kushetchev, 27, conspired with others to recruit an employee of a large U.S. company to transmit malware provided by the conspirators into the company's computer network. Once the malware was installed, him and his conspirators, co-conspirators, would use it to ex- exfil- exfiltrate data from the company's company network and extort the company by threatening to, to disclose the data. Unfreaking real. This is exactly how they do it, guys. This is exactly how they do it. This is unfreaking real. Any comments on that, guys? Aren't all conspiracies just theoretical, though? Like, somebody's got to get Steve Bannon up in here, and he's got that slogan where he goes, uh, and, you know, you love him for some things, but, man, what's up with these people? He's like, uh, there are no conspiracies, but there are no coincidences. Okay, but there are conspiracies. We're looking at one. A conspiracy to introduce malware into the U.S. company's network? Where's CNN doing a conspiracy theorists are saying this now? It's the Department of Justice that's a conspiracy. I know. They actually literally said co-conspirators. Well, I would like to know. I would like to know more about that. Is this tied to the Ukrainians that were involved in the the hacking of uh, the the 2016 election and have direct ties to the Clinton Foundation and Hillary Clinton? I would like to know who was the conspirators as part of this. I'm sure they won't name the actual people who are behind the funding of this. No, no, nope. But definitely super interesting when it popped up, man. I was like, wait a minute. 
So let me jump on to the next one real quick. Florida man charged with the federal hate crime. This was actually um, interesting because if you guys recall, this was uh, in Orlando. Stephen Shields, 24, was charged with setting fire and damaging the Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Ocala. So basically right now he has got, um, let's see, if convicted, he faces a maximum of 20 years in prison for intentionally damaging religious property. Shield uh, faces an additional mandatory minimum of 10 years for using fire to commit a felony and uh, three years of supervision and $250,000 in fines and restitutions. Hmm. I wonder if they put this, uh, you know, maybe in DC, um, if that would have helped anything when they burned down that church guys, what do you guys think about this? Interesting that there's a higher penalty for commit using fire to commit a felony on a church than there is, I don't know, child prostitution and child porn. Hmm. Which, if you look in a lot of churches' basements, there's all that kind of stuff yeah. down there for sure. But uh, the thing is, is, uh, you know, yeah, the precedent that was set uh, or it wasn't set with what was going on in the summer in America. And guys, that stuff that went down in America, there was some of that stuff going on in Canada, definitely not as severe, but like the big protest, the whole thing. And um, it's just interesting how tearing down statues, damaging public property, destroying businesses. Uh, did you guys see Eddie Bravo's jujitsu gym? I'm trying to remember which state it was in because he's got a bunch of them. But his 10th Planet gym, after those riots, it looked like somebody basically just dropped a bomb on it. And, uh, you know, you just, that's okay. And that's just totally cool by the media standards. But, um, you know, and, and yeah, this guy should be, nobody should be able to burn shit down like this. But it's interesting how it's always selective laws. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, exactly. I like the fact that there's a minimum of 10 years, period. Mm. You want to burn down a church or anything, well, especially a church, 10 years minimum. Enjoy I'll wait, it. I'll wait for the the uh, Black Lives Matter clowns that burned down St. John's historical A uh, Abraham Lincoln Church in D.C. to be held accountable with 10 years minimum. I'll wait for that. That's exactly why I mentioned Question that, Question for you guys real quick. Did So Trump put that in, didn't he, the 10-year thing? I'm not sure when this became became law. And actually, a lot of these are uh, the federal law is is if you get it involved into a federal, usually it's uh, interstate line. So there's a lot of there's a lot of okay. like little, you know, bullshit that comes with that. It was just funny that Trump had to bring it up because of the riots to say, well, now there's a 10 year penalty if you tear a statue or burn something like that. Um, maybe they just weren't enforcing it under Obama. or Yeah, something like that this. was but for federal. Thinking, yeah. Any kind of federal lands or federal property. There was you're right. Trump did add, put something in on that. But this was this is kind of more church related. Oh, OK. So, yeah. OK. Ahead, I was Joe. wondering if, if Biden was going to do an executive order to. Uh, to try to redact that. So oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that anyone who wants to go around and destroy property now is more than welcome to do it. That's why they have all these these 20-year-olds coming up from the South. Right. Somebody out there in chat said Biden is a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next one I got for you, another one by the Department of Justice. All of a sudden today, Abe, I don't know, and DW, I don't know what it is, but DOJ was on fire. Iranian, na Iranian nationals charged with conspiring to evade U.S. sanctions on Iran by disguising $300 million in track and transactions over two decades. Wow. Unreal. So a federal government complaint unsealed, um, including it also included the purchase of two $25 million oil tankers, huh? On Iran's behalf through front companies in the San Fernando Valley, Canada, Hong Kong, and the United Emirates, 
In addition, a forfeit complaint filed today seeks a money laundering penalty in the amount of $157 million. This, I didn't get a chance to read the rest of it because it got got pretty deep and involved here. But just another one of those things coming out. What's that, Abe? Or was that DW? DW, I was just saying 157 mil for a bunch of oil tycoon. This is pocket change, man. I would just say in Canada, I just found out that Iran, essentially through all these backdoor deals and everything they've done with our government, owns like 51% of Canada's transport industry. And that's just what's officially done let alone what other kind of money coming in from Iran, China, Ukraine, all these other countries. Um, so it's interesting that, but yeah, Department of Justice to actually start talking about, I mean, that's, at least that's good because that's a link you could share with your friends and go, hey, if you keep digging down this one, you'll find it goes way oh, deeper there's, than that. There's a lot involved with this one for sure. This has to do with those oil tankers that were trying to evade sanctions going to Venezuela as well. I, I yeah, find this to be very interesting, the optics of this, uh, Iranian nationals charged by Biden's DOJ. I love the optics of that. That's the other thing. I'm. That's why I'm saying. Or, I mean, well, anyways, let me move on to the next one. We can go on a big conversation there. But the next one, real quick, I got for a Democrats vote to give Dreamer amnesty to millions of illegals. So this happened yesterday. Um, or as of today, I guess. And of course, nine Republicans vote with the Democrats on this. So this is just. Um, I don't even know what to say about it. Yep, you guys we talked about it. it. We knew we said it was coming, and they're going to continue to try to do it. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, it just keeps exposing it, right? Like more and more people are going to start to see. Aren't they having to build new shelters because they have so many kids in cages that it's unbelievable? No, now? they're putting them in Dallas uh, um, storage events. containers. Yeah, it's storage containers. Uh, event build uh, buildings that uh, <laughs> because they have nowhere else to put them. It's it's, it's a disaster, man. It's it's, huma- exactly. it's another humanic disaster that no one really cares about. It drives me nuts. Exactly. So real quick, let me hit these last couple ones real quick. Uh, WAP, uh, this is out of breaking 911, but WAPO. Uh, the Biden administration is currently considering flying migrants <laughs> to states near the Canadian border. There, there we go. go. Oh, I kind of like that yeah. idea. Let's send them up to Canada. <laughs> send them up to <sighs> Canada. That's according to the Homeland Security officials. So I had to put that one in there because yeah. I knew my brother. All that's just going to airdrop them in now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they're just going <laughs> to parachute them in. You got all that open <laughs> land up there. What do you? What's wrong? I mean, you take a few more. <laughs> well, they just got to learn the. They they have to get a part of our program that our Canadian government has, where they were taking Chinese troops uh, into Petawawa, Ontario, and they were training them in winter warfare and how to survive winter conditions. Um, so maybe hmm. the some of these people coming from countries that aren't used to cold winters could get a part of that uh, program and, uh, and get some benefits of how to survive cold winters before they get airdropped into this country. Might be <laughs> you know, they could do. It'd probably work that out with the military. I'm sure. I got to say, I love that policy. Send them to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so next one I got for you is the majority of signatures to recall Gavin Newsom are from Democrats. This one was wow. dropped by my girl, Denise out there. Thank you. Hope you're doing well out there. I seen you in chat. Um, so County of last Los Angeles, let's take a look. 52% are Democrats, 17% Republican and 24% no party preference. I don't know, uh, exactly who this, uh, report was out of, to be honest with you, but regardless, Newsom trying to put it out there, like it's a bunch of QAnon, uh, people that are, that are basically trying to railroad them. Well, I got another, uh, I got another thing for you, brother. It's not just 
the Republicans. It's not just the Democrats. It's every freaking buddy in California wants you gone. So thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, let me hit this one real this quick. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Let me hit this one real quick. Students defend professor under fire for expressing concern about anti-white sentiment on campus. This just dropped today by blaze media. And we've been talking a lot about, uh, of course, um, a lot about this. This this is actually out of University of Vermont. There are coming to the defense, the students of University of Vermont are coming to defense of the professor who is facing calls for his termination after sounding the alarm about a growing anti-white sentiment at the school. Uh, <laughs> this uh, he's being fired or something. He's under so he's under fire for just expressing concern about anti-white sentiment. He's not trying to stir anti-white sentiment. Correct. Yeah, correct. Okay. Wow. Yep. That it's is okay correct. To be white. <laughs> but I'm so glad to actually see the students coming in support yeah. of their of their professor, of their teacher, because there is a lot of good teachers out there and there's a lot of shit ones, but there's a lot yeah, of good ones out there. And when you get the support of your students, that really makes a lot of noise. Let's uh let's so, cut it. Let's cut it there, bro. And uh let's get to some calls. We got a bunch of people in the line. All right, well, let me just play this real quick. In case you missed it. <laughs> That's awesome. I could watch Trump that was out day. golfing today. He falls down the stairs. And he's just whacking them. I mean, I guess it was a little windy out there today. So apparently Trump had a little bit of a hook. And I don't know, man. He just kept hitting Biden every time he hit a step. And bam, bam, and bam. That's all I got for you guys. That is your rapid fire news. Back to you guys. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. We're already, it's been an hour and a half flying by. It's been a lot of fun. It's oh, unbelievable God. when DW is on, the time just flies. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So I appreciate that very much, Joe. Thanks for the good stuff, and especially all that DOJ stuff that I haven't, I used to do it every day, as you know. Make sure I check out DOJ because there's always some good stuff, and then we have to start working that morning of the show to uh, let you, people brother. know what's no going problem. on in the world. Yeah, yep, for sure. Yep. Uh, the Texan is on the road and, and hanging out with us as always. Hope all is well, Texan. What's what's good today? How's the weather out there today? Oh man, it's freaking beautiful, man. It's 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 just beautiful. I'm just uh, I'm not on the road. I'm sitting here waiting for the damn trailers to unload. I've been sitting here for two hours waiting for equipment. But uh, anyway, I got time to bullshit. Um, I, I do got some sad news though. What's uh, up? Got to tell you. A friend of mine of uh, 36 years. We went to school together, man. We grew up together. We we were thick as thieves back in the day and uh, I lost him to COVID yesterday. No shit. Yeah. Well, the asshole's still alive. We just had a falling out over the vaccine and the mask and stuff. He got eat up with a COVID propaganda and we ain't friends no more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the drop. I knew something was up. <laughs> Texas is on fire. That's hilarious, man. And you know what? It does happen. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, me and this guy have been friends. Like I said, since we were kids and, Boy, he was just all about, you know, how stupid I am for, uh, you know, not wearing the mask and uh, the vaccines and shit and everything. And, I mean, we just got a big blow up yesterday, man. I was like, well, I guess that's part of the agenda. That's what they want us to keep us divided with this bullshit. And uh, yeah, anyway. It, it's it's one thing to to have an opinion about something and, and be like, oh, God, I, I can't believe they are like that. That, that, you know, and let people just be like, okay, now live your life. 
No, you can't do that anymore. You can't. You can't allow someone else to make their own decisions without, um, you know, talking down to them or making them be to be, uh, you know, a lesser human because they don't they don't believe or act the way that you expect them to. That world that we live in, I cannot stand it, bro. And I swear to God, the the guy's one of the smartest guys you know I've ever known. Really, I mean, he's hell. He he makes an amazing living. He he married a damn. uh, uh, she's, she's a doctor, but, uh, she's not a medical doctor. You know, she's a chemist. Uh, they're both brilliant people and they fallen for this shit, man. And it just blew me away. I, I, I can't believe it. But, Even uh, some of the powerful. smartest ones are completely indoctrinated, man. You know, well, they're yeah. smart and then there's intelligent, right? And yeah. never forget a lot of the smart people went to these universities to learn the curriculum that built a certain framework work of thinking, which is have faith 100% in the cult of science, which is to never be questioned. And I mean, science is just a method, but it's become a sort of religion of its own, right? Where we call it scientism, where you never, you know, you never rebuke the church of scientism ever. And so these guys go along with that and they're smart people, but their, their brain power has been pointed in one particular direction. And no matter how smart you are, your trauma from your childhood all the way through your life can be played upon by very sophisticated propaganda that's been developed for centuries on how to inject uh, fear, paranoia, trauma. Never forget the way the media rolled out this whole COVID thing to begin with. We got images of, of the bad acting of these people in China that were falling over dead in the streets and then the whole thing. And then the way they rolled it out, blasting you 24-7, no matter where you are. It's even on the sides of buses, for crying out loud. Uh, that seeps into the subconscious and it's what uh, Goebbels said in Germany, you know, just keep the lie big, keep repeating it, and eventually they'll believe it. Even the intellectuals will, will believe it. So uh, never underestimate the power of stupid, even in the smart people. Man, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, and uh, DW, I'll tell you what, uh, I really appreciate, really appreciate you, man. I mean, you, you got it together, dude. And I, I, like, I like the message that you get out there, and you back it up with fact and truth. And, oh, thanks, uh, brother. Oh yeah, man. Honestly, I, I've been I've been catching you here and there, you know, uh, uh, ever since I found you. Um, hell, I, I wish I could put it together the way you do, man. You're smooth when you talk, and, and you can lay it out there, brother. And I really appreciate that. You know, mm-hmm. earlier earlier mm-hmm. we were talking about, or y'all were talking about, uh, you know, basically uh, uh, the male role model and the female role model, and you know, uh, I want to break it down to. Uh, what we used to have was called the nuclear family, which basically doesn't exist anymore. Mm. You know, uh, I, I equate that to, uh, the front line of that is these, these fucked up family courts that they've set up that, uh, just destroy families, you know, that they take the father's rights away right, right there in the courtroom, man, without any, without any cause. You know, uh, down here in Texas, George Bush, when when he was governor of Texas, he really fucked us over on the deal. Check this out, you Texan. Know? Check this out. Just just on point of what you're saying right here, I had this to talk to uh, DW about today. Father arrested, jailed for contempt after referring to his daughter as she, voicing dissent in interviews. That's right. This father was arrested on Tuesday. He's the biological uh, father of a biological girl who believes she is now a boy 
turned himself into a Canadian court and was subsequently taken to jail after Attorney General of British Columbia issued an arrest warrant for contempt after the father had insisted on referring to his daughter as his daughter and he used pronouns she and her. <laughs> the girl was in my neck of the woods, eh? Yeah. So man. this is fucking like, oh, I have to learn more about this story. I think uh, Dan Dix, he runs a website called Press for Truth. He's an alternative media in Canada. I think he did this story. There's a huge thing going on in Canada about this. Uh, the fact that this guy's in jail, they're jailing pastors for holding services at their churches. Uh, Canada's fucked, man. We have a we have a battle ahead of us, hundred percent. This is just horrible. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, okay, I guess you'd expect it in certain places, crazy crap like that. But what about down here in Texas? With uh, yeah, my trailer's ready. Uh, what about down here in Texas with the father? Uh, who was trying to keep his little boy a boy while uh, his ex, the mother, uh, wanted him to wear dresses and shit and, uh, you know, have a sex change operation and take all the the hormone therapies and shit. And the fucking court sided with the mother and then took the, the son away from the father and then let the mother do her thing with this uh, the sex change bullshit. And this, this kid's like, what, nine, ten years old? Oh, That's down here just, in Texas, it's man. Fucking evil, man. This is this boils my blood. Ugh. What the fuck are we gonna do about this? I don't know, I'll man. Tell you what, but I, all we I'll can do what, is no, just listen. keep raising awareness about it. Go ahead, Texan. I'll tell you what we can do, man. You know, we always talk about uh the local level and uh you know where we get involved, right there, man. Right mm. the fuck there. Pay attention to what judge is running your local family court. See what they're doing. I mean, you, you could go into these courtrooms and observe and campaign against their ass. Get them the fuck out of there, man. Let's get some decent people. See, down here in Texas, I basically honestly got ran out of Smith County when I when I went through a divorce, and they took my son away from me just on baseless allegations. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole divorce story. I mean, everybody's got one pretty much these days. But, uh, yeah, I, I've lived it. I know what they do. And, man, people – Oh my God, they, they went nuts over this lady after a while. Judge Carol Clark in Smith County, she was uh, the family court judge. And I seen it with my own fucking eyes. Guys would walk in before they even said a word. She would say, surrender your uh, license to carry. If they had, wouldn't even ask if they had one. And then would literally say, hand me your wallet. Would take all the money out of the wallet, lay it on there and then hand all the cash that the man had to the woman. I am not lying. I've seen this shit. Oh That's before proceedings even fucking started. Okay. Wow. So that's where it starts, man. You know, we, we want to keep our families intact and we got to give fathers their rights and we got to start with these fucking bullshit family courts. That's, that's where it starts. Advice. Yeah. That's I, I agree with that. Good shit. Tex. Appreciate you, brother. Be safe today. Yeah. All right, Thanks, man. Thanks, Tessin. Nice to talk to you, brother. Yeah, Texan, man. Way to back that trailer up on a dime and still talking. You're the beast, man. <laughs> Love you, brother. Take care. See you down the road. Let me uh let me let me uh reset here and get another uh caller in here. There's a there's a number here. Let's see who who this might be. Uh 217. Let me go ahead and bring you on air. Uh if you could unmute your phone there, I believe it's star six. Uh, would be the way to uh, to unmute your phone. Two one seven. Can I get a, can I get a name for you, please? Uh, what's up, guys? You know me. It's K H Farmer out here. Oh, there he what's is. Farmer? K H Farmer. What's up, brother? Good to good to hear from you. What's on your mind today? <laughs> hey, good to hear from you guys too. You know, I uh, 
Excuse me, it's not the Rona. It's not the Rona. Oh, oh God. I just caught I just caught it for sure. Yeah, we piece. all have yeah, it. No, Thanks, Gabe. Fumigate everything. I'm sorry. I just said I was choking on something. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it was my wife's bullshit, but uh, <laughs> at any rate. That would have led you in the doghouse. It it will, and it's what also caused me to miss about 15 minutes of the show earlier. She came home, and she was bitching about something. And I, I don't have the ability to unfocus on one thing but not the other, so I had to unfocus on everything and put myself into my safe zone and just la-la land for a minute. But, you know, I What's her favorite beer or drink? Do I, do I need to buy her a, a drink or a beer or something so that she can stop interrupting me? I mean, come on. Is it, can I get a little bit of respect here? What, do you, what, do you, what does she need? To, how about a free T-shirt? I'll get her a T-shirt. Well, if, if you better get me a T-shirt before you get her a T-shirt, damn it. But if it keeps her off of you, what's that works, doesn't it? I mean, hello. I mean, I mean fair enough. Okay. And Joe, you live close enough to me. You and I are going to go to the tavern, and then Abe can send my wife a T-shirt, and we'll all just shut the fuck up. How about that? Oh, that's perfect, Gage. I'm totally down. You know that, brother. Anytime you're ready, I will have a beer with you, brother. I am 100% ready. I don't give a damn. Let's, let's do it, bro. But I, I you know what? I'm happy you had uh, DW Truth Warrior on because uh, I've gotten to talk to you guys a couple times. I've never gotten to talk to him. And he said something earlier before I had to put myself on mute to deal with uh, dipshit over here. And uh, he said something earlier that really, really hit me. That was the warrior mentality. Warrior mentality. We need to get that back because this week alone, this week alone, we have had a mockery of America. We, We were told to piss off by North Korea. They're not even answering Biden's phone calls. And then not even Kim Jong-un came on, but his sister came out and was like, fuck you, Biden. I eat dick. <laughs> and, then, and, and then we were mocked by Russia. And, and Putin was like, uh, you called me a killer? Takes one to no one. Debate me, bro. Debate me. And Biden was like, no, fuck you. I got to go to Georgia. That's going to take up my next six-month schedule because I can only do one thing every six months. Then after that... We sent our ambassador to meet with China on our own soil. Our, our, I think it was our Secretary of State yeah. or, or one of his staffers. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they basically came in and said, you aren't strong enough as the United States of America to come at us with a position of strength, so fuck a you. And we went, okay. And they're like, no, fuck you again. Fuck a you. Fuck a you big time. And we're like, okay. And then Biden falls down the fucking stairs, and not even falls down, he falls up the fucking stairs of Air Force One. What the shit is going he on? <laughs> that was actually Donald Trump's fault, by the way, for him falling up the stairs. It was yeah, the, it was the golf ball. I know the golf ball hit him. Or, or if you if you talk to Piss Aki, uh, it was the wind. I know. <laughs> it, was, it was awful windy out there today. It blew him over. But they, they could have just ended that whole thing by, been, by by saying, yeah, he's old and he fell. And everybody was like, all right, that sucks, but all right. But no, no, they're like, oh, it was the wind. And now we can just sit there and make fun of it. Because if you remember right, he made fun of Trump for like halfway shuffling down that slick-ass ramp at West Point. Mm-hmm. And they, they wanted to give cognitive tests to Trump and all this other bullshit. And now this asshat falls not once, not twice, but three times up the stairs of Air Force One. And... They're like, nah, he may have fell. I don't know. It may have looked like that. But you know what? It was probably the wind. Definitely not cognitive decline. <laughs> Whatever. It's hilarious. Cage Farmer, but, uh, man. You, you got some. You, we were talking also about how laughter kills tragedy and, and good comedy. 
Um, you're good, man. You, do you have your own show? You should do a show. Uh, no, I, I, I do not have my own show. Uh, I think Methods tried to talk me into it at one point. I just thought I don't have the time right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I hop on whenever I can with, with, with these two fine gentlemen, uh, who owe me a t-shirt. Cough, cough, wink, wink. Gotcha. And, uh, I got you. Well, you'll have to call, you'll have to call into my show. I got to start getting call in stuff going and you'll have to call into my show one time. I would, I would love to call into your show. And I, I, you know, randomly, completely randomly, I called into due diligence for beers and bros. And I expected it to be like a five, 10 minute thank you caller kind of deal. And 45 minutes later, I'm still in the Zoom room talking. <laughs> so it's, it's, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy talking with everybody out there. It's, it's a fun time. And, you know, I know you got to get to other calls, so I don't want to make it go too long. But you, you guys are amazing. DW, you, you're amazing as well. I've been enjoying the, the shit out of your stuff. And uh, just keep Thanks, doing what man. you guys are doing. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here whenever you want me. Thanks, dude. You put a smile on my face today, so thanks for that. Yeah, me too, Not bro. A problem. I appreciate you big time. You know that, and uh, do call in whenever you want, bro. You got, a, I got a slot here waiting for you. Yeah, absolutely, KH Farmer. And please tell the wife we said hello. And yes, he was joking. His wife's not a dipshit. He loves his wife. He was just joking. Hello, Everybody hello. relax. Everybody relax. Let me get her to say hi. Hi guys. Hey, See, I told you guys. We love how you. All you ladies out there can just relax, okay? Him and his mm-hmm. wife got that kind of a relationship. Great to hear from oh, you, oh, Paige. Ladies, chill, chill your grill, ladies. Everything's okay. She's <laughs> only pinched me five times. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? And you're sleeping on the couch tonight, but that's okay. <laughs> Don't worry, Mrs. Farmer. I got your back. When I get there, I will buy you a drink too. All right. We'll have we'll we'll, we'll make it up, I promise. Thanks for the call, Cage. I appreciate it, brother. Sounds good, boys. DW, Abe and Bro, have a good time. Joe, we're getting a beer sometime. You guys have a good time. Take another call. Peace out. Much love. Cheers, man. Much love. Much love, brother. Appreciate you very much. <laughs> Thanks for the laughs. Oh, you gotta love it, dude. <laughs> Uh, Denise is, uh, is, is hanging in there. We got another caller, 772. You'll be coming up next. Stand by for that. I definitely want to hear from you as well. Let me get uh, Denise in here, and let's find out how the tea is today across the pond, Denise. Denise, go ahead and uh, unmute your mic, and uh, Ava is just dying to know how your tea is today. I think she's still muted. She's she's cooking her tea right now. Uh, let's <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Sean, Sean and I are working on getting my show up and running. Oh, cool! All right, Sean and I, let me know, dude. Uh-huh. Go ahead and there hop on is. here and let me know, Sean, when you're ready. Denise, what's good? How are you? Hi. I said my tea is down at the bottom of the mug. I need another one. Oh no! I, oh yes, I want to have a. I want to take function with young David here. I'm going to be having words with you, young man. Bring it. And I think, and I think Abe and Joe will be quite aware of what I'm going to take um, unction with you about. And that is our queen. Um, <laughs> for one, she wears ceremonial robes, her ceremonial robes, only for state openings of parliament, which she did. Boris then closed Parliament rather abruptly, was taken to court, made to open it again. So the Queen came back to reopen it, open it, but it wasn't a state opening. Hence, she was wearing ordinary clothes. 
but she had the crown at the side of her. Now the crown itself is the sovereignty. So when she's not in a ceremonial dress, but she attends things like that, the crown will accompany her and will be on a cushion at the side of her. It even travels in its own limousine. I um, did see that one, yeah. The sun. Okay, the other thing is she absolutely highly respects President Trump. And if you watched um, the, the state visit he had over here, she was belly laughing with him. And I mean, really tears in her eyes, belly laughing with him. If you watched her when Obama attended a state function, that clown, when the national anthem struck up at the state dinner, he stood up and proceeded to make his speech all the way through the national anthem and then said, God save the Queen, and nobody stood up, nobody toasted, and the Queen looked at him in disgust, and then he realised he fluffed. So he just stood there like an idiot until the anthem finished, and then they toasted the Queen. Trump knew the protocol straight the way down the line, and um, she was in, I don't know what he was saying to her through that state dinner, but she was in fits of laughter. The other thing is people said that she gave in to him because he walked in front of her. If you look, she actually made a hand gesture and encouraged him to walk in front of her to inspect the guard. Yes, um, that's true. I remember that. And that is an that was an honor for yeah. her to do that for him because she doesn't do that. To, she's not done that to anybody. You watch her. Again, you compare with Obama, she would smile, but she didn't smile with her face and she didn't smile with her, with her eyes. All the time she was in the presence of um, President Trump and Melania, she was smiling and laughing all over her face with twinkly eyes and everything. She, she really, really respected him highly respected him. Denise, you've and been, by the way, you've been very upfront. Yeah. I want to make sure that we, we, we highlight this. You've been air, very upfront yeah. with the way that the media presented uh, the interaction between president Trump and, and uh, the queen. Uh, and I got to yeah. tell you, you've been all over it from the beginning. The, the first day that, that the media started uh, spinning this narrative right behind this, you spoke up. So I, I appreciate you for that. Yeah. And by the way, Dave, that crown weighs four pounds. And the queen is um, in her late nineties and five foot tall. You Heavy lies the crown, crown. right? <laughs> yeah, you try balancing something that weight for an hour or two on your head without uh, trying to not make it wobble or snap your neck if you tilt your head <laughs> or turn your head suddenly. You know. Um, so no, that was I. I had to pull you up on that and just say learn the protocol learn the protocol and study the state visit of Obama and the state visit of Trump. And you'll see a huge difference or with any other leaders of any other, because she has to give state visits to uh, other countries' leaders. But you watch the difference between her interactions with any other state leader and President Trump. The difference is astounding. Oh, and I'm by the way, I watched that video of that uh, Gert what you call him who did that vaccine video he gersh uh he's got like three last names yeah that's the one i watched that very interesting that vaccine one go ahead dw let me it's give you the floor for a second 
it well, got me banned off Facebook for for three days when I tried when I pinned it on Facebook. Nice. <laughs> How could Facebook ban a pleasant, lovely lady just like yourself? That is just absolutely obscene. I'm going to protest. Although my account has been taken down, also, so we're in the same <laughs> club on that one. Denise, let me just say something. First of all, you sound like a lovely woman. I would love to have some tea with you. First question: What kind of tea are you drinking at this moment? Well, Yorkshire tea, of course. Oh, the best. The best. My, uh, my, dad, my father's side is from uh, the UK, so um, I'm very, I was very much raised with that whole culture and background. And if I made any mistakes in my comments, of course, I'm making some jokes, so I apologize if I got something wrong. However, I must defend one thing in that I think there's a possibility that if you really study the rituals and the rites of the royals and, and the whole ceremonies and all that kind of stuff, um, one of the reasons for some of the differences between Trump and Obama was also what was brought to the table beforehand that we don't really know about that could have changed the whole dynamic of that meeting. And it could very well be that the queen has to play up some of these different things. And we may have been seeing a little bit of stage acting for the cameras, um, you know, but I have a different opinion of the Royal family, no disrespect. Um, but at the same time, at the very least, we can agree that Trump went in there like a cowboy, and I think he did a really good job. He did, yeah, and she respected him. She really got on with him. And, yes, the Queen and the royal family has a very dark um, background, um, very dark things going on with the royalty. But um, So where... she's not a shape-shifting lizard, though? <laughs> I had to. I no, had to. I don't. I, had to. I don't believe. I don't believe in the shape shape shifting lizard thing. Would we but, know though? Um, we wouldn't know. Possible. But uh, I don't think an awful lot of her husband. Let me put it that way. Uh, I'm with you on that one, Denise. I'm with you on that. Hey, I'll share a, t- a cup of tea with you anytime, and I really appreciate you coming in and and uh, pulling me to task, Denise. That was great. <laughs> Hey, Denise, real quick, I wanted to mention when you were talking about that, it reminded me of when Trump went to the Vatican. Do you Mm. remember the differences between the Pope when Trump was there and the Pope when uh, Obama was there? Yeah, yeah. He was all over Obama and he had a face like a slap backside when President (laughs) Trump was there. That's exactly right. (laughs) Exactly right. I could have said another word beginning with A, but I thought I would be ladylike and say backside instead. <laughs> How proper. I love it. But there you go. Awesome. Um, Denise, any last comments before we uh, move on to the next caller? No, no, I'm done now. I've, I've told young David they're off and <laughs> I'm Thank putting you. straight and tell him I do appreciate, I do watch you, David. I do watch what you do on your channel as well. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Much You're love, welcome. Denise. Appreciate the phone call. Enjoy the rest of your tea this afternoon, will you? I can go and put the kettle on and make a fresh one now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Much love, Denise. Warm Thank and you. cozy already. Okay. Bye now. Bye now. Much love, Denise. We're always appreciating. Cheerio. 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 Absolutely love Denise. Everybody loves her out there as well. Now I love her. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, she she's uh. I just don't, don't I do not think, try bullshitting think. her. Oh, yes. 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 Seven, 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 two, it sounds like Vero Viking. What's up, brother? What's going on today? Hey, Joe. Hey, hold on a little my other phone. Hey, DW, Mr. DW, I've never 
listen to your show, but you made this show outstanding. Holy cow. Thanks, there's man. so much stuff that, you know, there's so much stuff that, like, in my mind is spinning right now. So I'm just going to go with, uh, first off, I got to say one thing about Denise. Denise is so awesome. And I know I didn't have enough fluoride in my uh, water because every time she talks, I get excited. And right now I'm on my three-hour drive back to my home, and I'm excited. Denise, I love you. Texted, you're awesome too. Fate, a cage farmer, you made me piss my pants today. God damn, man. Your show is getting really, you guys, you, the brothers on Sunday's are killing it. But DW, you are, I'm, I never listened to you. I'm going to be a fan. I got to be honest. So, oh, sweet. there's so many, so many things all over the place, especially with that doctor. I saw that video of that uh, vaccine uh, specialist. He wanted to debate Fauci. Fauci wouldn't come out. I saw what you're talking about. I can't remember his name either. And he's basically saying that Fauci's a fraud. And yeah. I, I, I talked to Abe. I don't know if I got. I don't know if you got pissed at the question. What's the end result of what this show was supposed to do? Well, I got my answer via Facebook, and it was uh, somebody posted. I just got my first shot, uh, and he was excited. I'm like, why would you be excited about? Uh, something that you get, you know, you'll be cured with 99% of the, you know, 99% cure rate without doing anything. And I said, to him, you know, you know, I know how this is looking, but I'm not taking no vaccine. And the reason being is the first time in 17 years, I was given a choice to take a vaccine. That tells me right there. And then in DW, I know you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm in the military. They never gave a choice. For this one, you got a choice. So that tells you right there, there's something ain't right. Don't take the damn vaccine. Hydroxychloroquine was out there. I've been saying it. Um, I don't know. It's like I've been saying the same things. But to Abe, yeah, yeah, I got my answer because the person that responded to that Facebook uh, question was on the fence and she said i'm not going to take it just because of what you just said there you go so brother. we got to spread the word there you go, yeah man. we got to spread the word one more thing i know you're pressed you always get me pressed for time i'm sorry no, you're good but uh, hey uh the mr dw or dw right well how do you feel about the the telegraph like they're, they've been telegraphing their punches with like movies tv shows for years, like telling us this is what's coming. And like, I've been finding all kinds of craziness, like the TV shows like called uh, Raised by Wolves, another one called uh, um, The Counterparts, which blew my mind, it was done in 2017. And they were talking about dual worlds and the vaccine being administered to one world because of a virus that was administered to that world. It was craziness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, and, I mean, I, I want to know what you think about how the Hollywood has been telling us this whole thing for years, you know? Yeah, thanks for that. That's a good question. I mean, it, it goes back to a concept called predictive programming, which has been a, a huge part of the basic mechanism of propaganda where it's not effective, as I'm sure everybody's noticing, trying to talk to their friends, you know, through logic and reason. 
it's not effective to sell people ideas or products by just giving them straight answers. You have to do subliminal programming. So you have to get around the defenses of the mind. You got to saturate the subconscious archetypal mind with images and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, then you introduce a trauma or an event that, you know, you need to protect people from, and then you can basically have people do exactly. It's like, uh, the way they used to train dogs. You know? There, I'll make sure the, the stream is moving in the background. Um, so yeah, predictive programming. Also, when you look into the world of, of the occult and even, you know, Luciferianism, Satanism, they have a mandate where they have to tell their victims what they're doing. It's something to do with the prime directive thing of the planet, I think, but it's what they believe. They believe that they can do whatever they want to you and treat you like a farm animal as long as they tell you and they can tell you indirectly. They can tell you through Hollywood. They can tell you through subliminal messages and then they can wash their hands and go, see, we told you guys that the, you, we were going to kill all you guys off by these, you know, but you just did it anyways. We didn't do anything. We told you in uh, Prometheus. We told you in The Matrix. We told you in all these other movies, yeah. uh, you know. So, yeah, subliminal programming um, is a huge part of it. And uh, that's my quick little elevator pitch on that. Boom. You just blew my mind again, buddy. Holy cow. <laughs> I, you, you know what? I, I was, the, whole time, the whole time you were thinking of that, I remember, like, something that, like, the, in the intros to movies, they would, like, flash a thing that you're thirsty or mm. you're flash a thing of popcorn that you're hungry. And boom, you got to go get it. You know what I mean? That's right. It's just they, unreal, man. Unreal. I, I I hope you got a call-in show. I love Abe and Joe. These two are the best. I love you guys, man. Just because you pick up and you let me rant, and I got like another hour and a half on my drive, but I know I can't be here with y'all. Thank you so much. Be safe, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a fan, sir. I'm gonna be Thank a fan. You. Thank you. I won't let you down. And I'll set up a call-in show just because this show had amazing callers today and it inspired me to do it. So I'll do it and then you can jump on. The brothers got the best callers. I want to talk to Texas because when I retire, I still carry my uh, class A uh, driver's license. I'm going to be hauling with him. There you, you know? go. Did you see the Vero Viking and the Texan rolling together? That would be amazing. Epic. Appreciate the call, Vero Viking. Much love, Thanks, brother. Y'all Appreciate take it. Care. Yeah, next time. Take care. Bye. Gotta love Vero, man. Absolutely awesome. love it. Oh, great callers. Thank you guys for uh, making the call-in show as fun as it was today. Uh, DW, man, I appreciate you big time, man. Uh, let me make sure I get all the information out there. Let me show everyone here that's still here. Check this out. Uh, this is the website that you can find uh, David at. And, and do me a favor. Go over there and uh, subscribe to his channel and find out how you can find him. It's, it's definitely worth your time. This man knows what the hell he's talking about, and he's got a pure soul. I love people. I love surrounding myself with people who have pure souls. David is that man. Truth Warrior, dwtruthwarrior.com. Check out the website there, as well as Rockfin, backslash DW Truth Warrior, all kinds of good stuff. David, what do you got coming up in the next couple of days from uh, your channel? Well, thanks. Boy, guys, this has been such an amazing chat. I actually needed this today. Uh, I was a bit low energy this morning, and I feel totally resurrected and re-inspired and reinvigorated, and that's what we're going to do for each other. We're in this together, as they say, but they don't know what they mean by that. We do. So thanks for that, boys. Um, I've got, uh, I'm basically reconstructing all of my work on this Rockfin system. I love it. It's a decentralized blockchain um, system for content creators. It's got a lot of good channels there. 
Um, so they have free, I have free content there. I have premium content there because this is what I do to survive now. Um, but that, that content is top shelf. Uh, it, it'll last forever. And, uh, I'm very proud of what I've done and I've got a lot more coming. I'm working on a new series. It's going to be a 12 part series that I'm going to be releasing exclusively to that Rockfin channel. Um, and it's going to be called cult of the medics. And I'm going to be doing a deep dive into the origins of the medical pharmaceutical industry. Um, and how it's actually been turned into a cult. And it's been a cult from day one. We're going back to the Knights Hospitallers, the Knights of Malta, the Secret Societies, the FDA, Rockefellers, uh, World Health Organization, Bill Gates, eugenics, the whole deal. Uh, we're going through the symbolism. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And then I've always got great guests coming up. And I have to also mention this incredibly important and special project that I'm also a part of with my great friend and colleague, Michael Tessarian. He's an uh, epic underground researcher. He's been doing this for decades and decades. He's a unique genius mind. I think he's ahead of his time. He's written numerous books and articles. He's got different takes on things, but he's a valuable person. And we do a, a show uh, every week on a website called unslaved.com. Um, and so that's another project that I do that I wanted to do a shout out for. So in general, I'm, I'm here. I'm fighting this fight in every way that I possibly can. I'm going to keep doing it. You can catch me on the Foxhole, DLive, uh, Rockfin, and I'll definitely be back on uh, your guys' show because I absolutely love you guys. I appreciate that, man. Um, <clears throat> what is the best way? We have several nurses and, and doctors that, that listen that behind the scenes have given us information that we've brought to the public. How can people get a hold of you if they want to participate in your, uh, in your upcoming research? Sure, that, that would be great. Uh, I always talk to people like that, and I encourage insiders to come out, and I'll be the voice for sure. Um, you can, there's a contact page on my website, dwtruthwear.com. Uh, you can hit me up there. I get it via my email and that's probably the best way at this point to contact me. Thanks brother. Appreciate you very much, Joe. Yeah. DW, thank you so much for being here, brother. It's been another great conversation with you. I just want to end in one last little quote by my brother, Bruce Lee, always be yourself, express yourself, have faith in yourself. God bless all. Have a great weekend. Make sure you guys unplug, get away from the matrix, enjoy the family, drink some beer if you need to, whatever you need to do. But uh, have a great weekend. Much love, everyone. Thanks, Much, guys. Thanks, Thank brother. Much love. God bless you all. We will see you guys tonight with uh, ADHD is going to have a show tonight, a live show tonight uh, at at uh, 9 Eastern. That's going to be happening tonight. Uh, tomorrow, let's see, then we're, we're done till next, uh, till Monday. Next Saturday, we're on with TikTok. You're not going to want to miss that one. Much love. God bless you all. Please do me a favor. Turn it all off this weekend and just chill. Just chill. God bless you all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.